second ever episode of the Life Story Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea, and this is our first guest, Tyler, aka the Banana Man. We know each other because he saved me at TwitchCon from a mental breakdown. Tyler, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Tyler. I respond to Tyler, the Banana Man, Nana. Uh, a lot of people call me asshole. I also respond to that, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> It, I just go with the flow. Don't care much. Hi. <laughs> Where are you from? What do you do? Um, I'm from San Diego, uh, just like yourself, but I was born and raised here. Um, I work at a customer service desk at Home Depot, you know, love loving that life. Um, was that sarcasm <laughs> that I'm sensing? I don't know if you saw the pain in my <laughs> eye. Like, uh, um, retail sucks. We all know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Besides that, I... Uh, I think i like to think i'm funny on twitter um and i stream sometimes on twitch very nice very nice i think you're kind of funny on twitter you can be sometimes occasionally Pretty from time funny. to time I'm hilarious uh, <laughs> no i legit i tweeted that out one time i i just tweeted out i'm hilarious and just got roasted by my followers it was whole, it was awesome i loved it oh my god gotta love twitter man gotta oh, love yeah. twitter great all right, so uh, to get us kick-started, the first thing I like to do is list off five things that you have to tell us what your favorite is in that category. Okay. Don't spend any time thinking about it. Just the first thing that comes to your head. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite movie? Ooh. Um, um, Tombstone. The one back from the 90s with... Uh, uh... Kurt Russell and uh, oh fuck, who's the other guy? Val Kilmer. I I, I have no idea what you're talking. It's about. Tombstone. Tombstone is a movie that's based on the uh, uh, not OK Corral. It's based on one of the Tombstone shootings back from uh, Cowboy Days, basically about Wyatt oh. Wyatt Earp and his life. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like a is it a western or? It's a western. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why it's I've like never two hours. Seen it. It's 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 a very long movie. It's like it's i think it's almost two and a half hours um it's paced really slowly but you get a lot of information about these people and and their life and that that movie actually opened up uh there's a show called winona erp it's if you like supernatural you'd probably like it Ooh. um it's a it's it's a like a western supernatural show uh about white well uh, like somebody who's white white herbs heir and inherits his his gun and they have to go kill these you know, 27 or whatever people that Wyatt Earp killed in his lifetime. Um, there's a lot of backstory, and they just got renewed for a new season, which is really cool. Um, That's sick. It's, I love it. I, I love Westerns. 
I don't know why. I just do. Like when the Mandalorian when the Mandalorian came out and it was just like, yeah, it's a western. I was like, yes. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I know. It's so good. It's worth it, dude. Okay. Okay. I'll watch it soon, Try. I promise. Good. All right. This one, next one's going to be hard. Okay. What is your favorite song? Uh Bullet by Hollywood Undead. Ooh. Good that song, song. That song it's it's just this hab- it, it's a it's a dark song that's that's hidden happiness, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what my life has been is 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 just this dark inner person that's just put on this this happy show, and so it's really resonated with me my whole life. Um, I'm just I'm really into Hollywood and Dead. A lot of the newest stuff is really good. Besides that, it would probably be uh, uh, kinda "Take Me Home Country Roads" by John Denver because like that song's just fun. Yeah, yeah, that song. It's just, it's just fun. It's just a fun song. Mountain Mama. (laughs) Oh God, it it is a fun song. I will give you that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When when so real quick, when Fallout seventy six was announced and they did a uh, re rendition of it, that that was really good. And then uh, Kingsman, the movie, The Kingsman, The Golden Circle, Mm -hmm. um, has one of the main characters. sing his own rendition at the very end of it in a very impactful scene wait that's sick yeah i need to watch that movie like really bad. uh what if you're gonna watch the kingsman uh mm-hmm. watch it secret service so you can get attached to the characters and understand who they are before you watch the golden circle it's kind of okay. important okay i'll take that recommendation for sure all right favorite candy i'm not a huge candy guy i'm more of a salty than sweet guy Interesting. Um, yeah, I I would rather much eat sunflower seeds than eat a piece of chocolate. I'm not huge on chocolate, anyways. Oh yeah, no, I don't I, want chocolate uh, either. Uh, uh, red vines. Where this is a red vine household. We don't like Twizzlers. Um, ew. Either way is <laughs> ew. <laughs> um, I'm not much for chocolate. Um, I'd much rather eat, you know, jelly beans or anything like that. Like everybody's like, you don't like chocolate? I'm like, eh, whatever. Like. Every eight months or something, I eat a Snickers, and it's one of the small ones. Then I'm over chocolate again for the next year. Like, <laughs> so basically, just Halloween really sucks for you. I, you know, I used to be into it, and now I look at it, and it's just like this. This kind of sucks, especially with how society has evolved. Like people not going out inside, outside, and shit anymore. You know, I yeah, remember riding, yeah. riding this, riding scooters out on the street with my friends and causing mayhem, and. Now I go outside. Now, when my dog barks at something outside, I look out to see if it's somebody sketchy because I know damn well it's not the kids on my street playing outside because they're inside playing video games. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Why? Specifically because my birthday is two days before it. See, that's why I like Halloween. Mm. <laughs> I like, but, like my birthday's in October, so. Yeah, but like, so. All of my family's birthdays are December and January. Okay. My mother's my mother's is a couple days before mine, then mine, then Christmas, then January comes around, and then it's my sister's and my father's. So, it's so just March and April of- is your jiggy month. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so just just like like every everything after that, it's just like we have this whole year of like dead. And then there's like Fourth of July right in between that, where I celebrate my best friend's birthday is on Fourth of July, so I celebrate with her every year, um, and so that's cool. But like, yeah, every like 
December and January, everything gets done. That's where most of our money is spent, like Christmas gifts, stuff like that, birthday mm-hmm. presents. And then the rest of the year is kind of just like dead. So it's like a, just a big two months of like constant family time because you all are together. And... Yeah, it start, starting Thanksgiving, that's when all this big family stuff starts gotcha. happening. And then Christmas rolls around and pe- more people come in, January, birthdays and stuff. And then it's dead for the whole year. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's nice to just get it done and over with at the beginning and the end of the year. It's kind of funny because my fiance fucking hates Christmas music, but I'm so about it. I love Christmas music so much. I've actually I bought this this tree for Christmas this year to be in my room. And I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to keep it up all year round because there's a lot of people that hate people like that. I'm just going to do it to piss those people off. Yeah. uh, For (laughs) reference, it is January 31st on the date of we are recording this. (laughs) And he has a Christmas tree in his room. So. Homeboy loves Christmas. Love it. <laughs> he ain't joking. Sure. What's your favorite Christmas song then? Uh, ooh, um, fuck. That's a hard one. There's a lot of good ones. It's uh, but you know what? It's Twelve Days of Christmas, but the version by Reliant K. <gasps> I love that version. It's so good. <laughs> Reliant K is like it was like my eighth grade favorite band. So fun. Fun fact: most people don't realize Reliant K is a Christian band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've I've I was introduced to Reliant K um, because of my sister, and so ever since then I've really just loved that band. And then I found out when they, their Christmas album came out, and I was just like a rock Christmas, a rock Christian Christmas album. Like I'm like, cool. Like <laughs> I'm not. I think like I'm not too heavily involved in church anymore. I was at a younger age, and I've grown up and learned my own beliefs and stuff like that. So it's just like, um, I've mostly separated myself from that but i still love that aspect of it of the music and and being spiritually connected through music to whatever you think you're connected to yeah that's beautiful all right that was wonderfully (laughs) deep this early on i appreciate that (laughs) it's how i feel it's weird it's not weird at all i it's fantastic I've got a weird thing for music, like my sensory, my, my brain sensory works really weird. Like I can listen to a like I, I was arranging a cover for Bullet by Hollywood and Dead one time and I put all these instruments together and then there was just, I could hear that something was missing in my cover. So I would listen to that song over and over again. But what I can do in my brain is pick out specific instruments and separate those tracks in my brain and find the the instrument that, that that's missing so it's just like i've got this whole list of instruments that i can like like scrolling through your phone scroll pick mute and then find that instrument and there was a synth riff that's in that song that most people can't hear because it's so low lying in the background that i was just like i was like not this one this one this one this one synth click there it is that's so impressive <laughs> Like, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're not watching it on YouTube, my, like, that entire time that he was explaining that, my mouth was just open. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm it's, so impressed. <laughs> it's 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 something I learned while I was learning audio engineering. It's it's just a little, the, the way my brain works, I found out, found out it works really well with music. So, um, learning music and, and um, like, studying music theory and stuff like that and listening to it over and over again. I can pick out specific instruments and hear static and shit like that a lot better than other people can. Damn, that's fucking awesome. I'm, like, really yeah. jealous. Like, as a person who plays <laughs> piano, I've always wanted to do, like, piano covers of um, System of a Down songs. Yeah. 
because the vocals are just so beautiful and it's like how like sweet would it be if i could slow this down but i don't mm-hmm. fucking have the talent to do that yeah i've been i've been studying music i got my first guitar when i was 10 years old and i'm mostly self-taught i uh besides the fact that i i actually like went out and studied music theory um i basically taught a class my uh taught in my my senior year i basically taught the guitar class that i was a part of um because the teacher had other stuff to do, and when she wasn't available, I basically ran a class. Like if we had a sub or something, I I ran through. I did performances for the class and stuff like that, just to just to have an extra class to do. It was literally a bit getting guitar class. I had no business in there, but like <laughs> just that extra learning and and stuff and and learning relearning how to read music it was really beneficial. And so this this technique that I've developed is, I I think one of my cooler traits. It's definitely cool for sure you have that right about yourself all right last one what is your favorite comfort food um straight up sunflower seeds how is that a comfort food dude i don't know but like if i'm just like feeling down i'll go by and it's so bad for me because there's so much sodium oh yeah but like if i'm just feeling down on myself I'll go out and buy a couple bags of sunflower seeds. I can finish a whole bag of like the Spitz barbecue flavored sunflower oh, seeds in a whole so day. Good. It ruins my tongue. Like for the next four days, I can't feel my tongue because the sodium just di- just dissolves the the you know the tips of your tongue and and the taste buds and stuff. But it just it fucking destroys me. Oh my god! You need a yeah, better so comfort good. food. <laughs> eh. Come over to my house and I'll cook you something. Last time we went out for dinner, I'll cook you something this time. <laughs> I'll make you some tacos, like the old good old fashioned way. And just you got to bring the beer because a, a bougie on a budget. <laughs> All right, now it's time to get a little bit more personal. Yay! So we'll start easy um, and warm our way up. I'm very interested in knowing exactly how you became the banana man. But before you explain, I want to like just tell the people. I said this in episode one, but in case you didn't make it that far, there is a a thing about Tyler. He wears a banana suit, like just a, a full-on banana suit on his Twitch streams and two events. And for those of you who are watching on camera, he is showing it right now. He's not going to wear it. Don't make him wear it. <laughs> but <laughs> it is a full-on banana suit, and it is incredible. And so I want to know exactly what made you do any of this in the first place. So really, all this, this all dates back to high school. It, start, it starts in high school. Um we're gonna it, it, this story develops and gets dark very quickly or or not dark but you you see a progression very quickly mm-hmm. um back in high school me and my best friend um we were weird we were we were, we're you know how like how we've gotten to the point in society where guys are finally comfortable complimenting their boys and stuff like that mm-hmm. where, it, where it seems like you see on tiktok and stuff like that that's how i've always been with my buddies i've always been very comfortable in my sexuality so i've always done like I kissed a dude at TwitchCon just because I thought it was funny and for the shock value. Like, it's just something that I, I it's, it's funny to me, right? So me and my buddy, we were on the very same wavelength. And so for Halloween one year, um, we were like, hey, we should do like, uh, like a couple, a couple's costume, right? And we we're like, but we don't have all the same classes. So that's not going to work. 
so we hung out as much as we could outside of class. I was dressed, he was dressed up as a taco and I was dressed up as a banana. We would walk around holding hands. It was a taco and a banana hanging out. Fucking hilarious. Oh my God. Right? So I had the original banana suit sitting around my room since like my sophomore year of high school. And we did that for like three years. Like oh the last goodness. three years of high, we did it every year. Everybody loved it every year. It was hilarious. Um, so I had this sitting around. Um, also in high school, I was an athlete, uh, specifically my favorite sport, rugby. I played uh, rugby through my district and, and I got really into it. I, I, at one point I was like 135 pounds at like 5% body fat. Jesus. Like I was fucking shredded and now I'm a fat piece of shit. I mean, same. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I, but I, I was, I was so dedicated to this sport. I played a little bit of lacrosse as well. Um, and so I, I was this athlete and, um, and I just, I had so much going for me. I was, I was a decent student. I didn't do all my work, but I was on track and graduating and my second year playing rugby, it was very clear that I was a gifted athlete. So there was a, an Olympic recruiter that started watching me and I was offered this scholarship that met certain parameters and I had to be a part of a certain number of varsity sports through my school. And um, I had to maintain a 3.5 grade point average. The grade point average wasn't that hard. I had a bunch of coaches that, that the, the sports that I was gonna be working with. Um, they were like, yeah, we'll help you, blah, blah, blah. But there was one coach specifically um, I'd gotten in a fight recently with um, my teammates because I had come hot off a of rugby winning streak my first year, and they didn't like me because they said they said you know they they didn't like me beforehand anyways, just because I was kind of a weird kid. Even though being an athlete, I hung out with with the weird kids and rejects and stuff like that, just because I fit in more with them. Like I knew I had a lot of friends, but like I was more akin to the weird kids because they were fun and they did weird things, and I liked that because they were not normal. Like define weird things. We were just like we they like I hung out with the anime kids. I was oh, okay. never I was ne I was never an anime kid, mm -hmm. but they were they were more of the oddball kids, the kids that didn't fit in anywhere else. And because I was such a a roamer, and and instead of you know being a part of the cool kids and sitting at the table and doing the cool kid stuff, I was more of an observer. So I watched okay. the cool kids do the things and 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 made friends through that and observing and and learning how people are. Um, but the kid, the kids on this team, they didn't like me because I was I was a part of the weird kids, and and they were like, you can't be an athlete and a weird kid, blah blah blah. Your typical typical high school jock stuff. Mm -hmm. um, well, I found out I do this thing um, when I get hit or when I get go into a rage, I kind of black out, um, and my brain takes over. Um, not great. Not 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 a cool trait. Um, so what happened was I got in this fight. And I, uh, I remember being pushed and I remember somebody taking a swing at me. But of course, age of social media, kids are taking out their phones and recording. And I watched the recording afterward. Or I, so I get pushed, swing gets taken at me. And then I come back to and there's 11 dudes around me on the ground. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird. And my coach just so happened to walk up at the same time. He's like, did you do this? And I looked around. I was like, did I do this? They were like, yeah. I was like, are you sure? Like, yeah. I was like, alone? Yeah. Uh, I oh, guess. Shit. And then one of one of the kids that had a phone recording, he was like, no, 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 coach. He didn't start it. Like, and showed the coach this video of of me getting pushed, 
punch getting thrown and then i just it was kind of like watching an action movie like uh, like this big action scene where it's just like you know i'm putting people down and throwing punches like not like i'll taking hits putting them back and like and i managed to knock 11 kid da- 11 kids down um so the reason i couldn't make varsity the year that i needed to was because the kids already didn't like me because i fought a whole team of kids mm. um and so it was just like the coach was like yeah i'm not gonna put you on varsity you're not gonna get any playing time the kids don't like you you're not gonna work well as a team you're not gonna score many goals blah 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 i was just like really you're gonna screw me out of an olympic scholarship because of that he's like i i have no choice i was like you do though you're the coach like you're in charge he's like i can't do it so uh the opportunity well, that that specific opportunity left me but the the olympic coach was still like hey like we're still interested in you. Like the only thing you have to do is part of the scholarship was like, we're going to pay my Olympic dues. And for those of you who don't know about Olympic dues, they're expensive. Like how expensive? Uh, more than I'm comfortable saying. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're expensive. Um, and so they were like, like, look, we like, this is still an opportunity for you. We just can't pay your Olympic dues. And I was like, dude, I live in a middle-class, like a lower middle-class neighborhood. I can't afford that. My parents can't afford that. And so I ended up having to like, give the scholarship up and I was severely depressed. And then, you know, my senior year, I still stayed active and stuff, but that's when my nicotine addiction started. I started smoking a lot more weed. Like I, I got addicted to things that were not good for me. And so now actually when I smoke weed, it actually gives me panic attacks. So I can't, I can't even do that. People are like, you need to chill out, smoke some weed. I was like, eh, can't do that. It'll make me worse. Like, <laughs> um, so so that sucked and so but because of that I my whole way of living shifted after I got out of high school you know when I got when I got out of high school I was I thought I was going to be going to college and and working and playing rugby and doing stuff and and that never happened so I had to figure out something to do with myself and I started going to hookah lounges and stuff like that and and meeting people and making new friends and I met a girl and I will not say her name because it would be bad because it was a bad relationship. Um, met this girl and things were great in the beginning. Uh, we were both in relationships at the time. Um, when we met, it was clear that we were interested with each other. Um, and it was funny because I met her the day after a family wedding. And one of my friends was like, hey, I'm going to go over to a friend's house and we're going to have you know drinks, go to the beach in the morning. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then she ended up snapping. My, my family member ended up snapping this friend who she was going to hang out with with me in the picture. And I was like, wait, I went to high school with him. That's my friend Jorge. Like, like Interesting. Yeah. And so I ended up going with her, ha- hanging out, going to the beach the next day. And that's where I met this girl. Um, and so her and I connected there. We continued to talk. And I ended up, I, I was I, in this relationship and I decided to, to end this relationship to start hanging out with this other girl. Okay. Um, and the relationship I was in, it wasn't you know bad by any means. It wasn't toxic. It was a very selfish decision. I was very much a, a douchebag, a, a man whore type person in high school. And, and I understand that now. I was not great to women and I severely regret it. Um, I didn't like rape anybody or anything like that, but it was just like, I was, I was just 
all about myself, douchey, stuff like that. It's mm -hmm. just I didn't – it just treated women poorly, and that was not cool. Um, As a woman, I appreciate you admitting that, just putting that out there. <laughs> no, my relationship now that, that I've been in for the last four years has severely changed me and made me a better man because I was like this up until I met my current significant other, mm -hmm. and she helped me understand that I was doing bad things. Um but so I left that relationship to get into this one. She was dating a guy in the army and she basically sent him a dear John letter while he was at boot camp, like oh. like breaking up with him. So I thought, found out later on she didn't send him this letter till a month after we started dating. Oh. Um but so I got into this relationship and it was funny because the hookah lounge that I was going to regularly one of the girls that who I was hanging out with, she's like, hey, you know my homegirl, and said her name. And she's like, you're taking her out on a date. That's cool. I was like, wait, that's really weird that you know this person who I met randomly through a family event. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. just, just the, the perfect storm of things happened for me to meet this person and know her friends. Um, so her and I dated, started dating, and I was having strained relationships with my parents. And um, so... I ended up moving in with her like three months into our relationship because her parents kicked her out because she was spending too much time with me. And so she ended up living with one of our friends. Yeah, no, her parents are just, you know, your typical like internet narcissistic parents. Yes. That's what they were. Oh. Yeah. So you're spending too much time with your, your boyfriend. You're not spending enough time with us. You might as well just not live here anymore. Just a very like, toxic family yeah, and relationship. so like literally like there was one time we like she kicked her out and then like three days later we went to go pick up a bunch of her shit from her house mm -hmm. and her parents wouldn't let us take her shit so we had to call the police to let her parents in the, to let her parents take her stuff like her property because we're both adults like yeah you're not gonna let an adult take her property out of your house after you kicked her out that's that's stealing like, yeah that's a crime bro you don't want to <laughs> do that like, her parents knew, like, my, my, my mother was a teacher and my father was a police officer mo for most of my life. He's currently retired. But it's just, like, I, I've got this this smart speck of the law and understand what's good and what's not good. Mm -hmm. Like, what's wrong and what's right. Like, what's illegal and what's not legal. Um, so when you do stuff like that, that's not. You can't do that. Um, so her and I were in this relationship and things seemed like we were going good. That They seemed like we were going good. We never really talked about our feelings because that's just when we would it would fight we would fight because you know i was a douchebag and she was a toxic person like and so after we got after we were living with some friends that house was going under nobody was paying rent so we just left because i didn't have a job she didn't have a job the people that had jobs were spending money on buying hookahs and buying vape juice and other stuff that was not rent so we ended up, I talked to my parents and her and I ended up moving back in with my parents. Um, and we lived there for, you know, seven or eight months. And one day I got up to, or one day we were supposed to hang out with the friend who we actually met through, my friend Jorge from high school. Um, we, we we were supposed to have this, this hangout. And so, like, I was just like, I want to know what's going on tomorrow after I get off work and to, to find out what's going on. I pulled out her her phone trying to and, and so I when I was going through her phone I wasn't trying to specifically look for anything bad because at that point the relationship seemed okay mm -hmm. um we're living together I'm taking her to work every morning she didn't have a license you know I'd get up at 
2 a.m. to drive her at work, drive her to work, come home, go back to bed. Um, I'm looking through her phone. I'm like, no, it's not on Twitter. It's not on Instagram. It's not on Facebook. Maybe it's on Google Hangout because that was a thing that we used at the time. Um, and I found out through Google Hangout that she was sending pictures and messages to her ex-boyfriend who she broke up with to be with me to, to like, there was a picture of, of her in her underwear that I took of her that she was sending to her boyfriend or her ex. And she was, and he was like saying, you know, when, once we're together, we're going to, I'm going to get you out of that relationship. We're going to get married, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, yo, like, what, what the fuck is this? And so I like wake her up and we get in this big fight at like, you know, one thirty in the morning. And, you know, she was, uh, she was in, she throws up when she got stressed. So she literally goes into the shower and she's, you know, dry heaving and I'm screaming at her. She's screaming back at me. It was super bad. And, um, so I, I was like, if you're sick, you're, I'm not taking you to work. Fuck that. I didn't take, she didn't go to work. I didn't take her to work. Um, we fell asleep, woke up. I went to work. She went to hang out with some of her friends that day. Um, without telling me that it wasn't my business for her to be telling me anyways, but I was upset because we had just gotten in this big fight and now she's avoiding me. Mm -hmm. um, she ended up staying at her friend's house that night and then texted me later on, like, I'm not going to be coming home. I'm going to be going uh, going back to my parents' house and sleeping there for a week. And her and I uh, ended up breaking up because of that. I was I tried to hold on to this relationship for some reason because I was just so obsessed. Uh, not obsessed, but like, I thought I was in love with her. I thought I was going to marry her because everything seemed good. But deep down, I was hiding everything that was wrong. And that's why we fought so bad and so often. Um, after the breakup was pretty tough because I just didn't know what to do with myself. I was coming home to an empty bed every day. And, you know, I was going to work all stressed out and, you know, working these. I started working double shifts and making more money because I was just didn't want to be home. Um mm -hmm. And throughout our relationship, we created a lot of mutual friends on Facebook. So a lot of my friends were still friends with her on Facebook. And I found out that she started posting things about our past, like about, you know, how she wasn't, she was happy that um, she doesn't have to come home to be stressed out anymore and doesn't have to do this and this and this. And then went as far as, um, this is really tough. Um, went as far as saying that I raped her publicly on Facebook. Oh, wow. And all of my friends that knew us were like, yo, that's not, like, Tyler's a douchebag, but he's not a rapist. Like, that's not, you know, I, mm. I, no, that's not something that's ever been in my character, something that ever will be in my character that's disgusting. And I don't think rapists should be able to walk this earth, like, that's just the type of person I am. And so to be charged, or not to be charged, but for somebody to say that about you publicly on Facebook with hundreds and hundreds of people seeing that, it's just like, it's hard to come back from, mm -hmm. you know? You get brand of this brand of, you know, well, you did this, and then it's just like, you know, that's not how it happened. Like, how dare you? And so, you know... Me being the person I was at the time, I, I took that and I started talking with my father about, you know, legal proceedings and stuff like that. And, you know, what are we going to do? Like, what, what like, if she, like, tries to sue me or say that, like, like and do all that, like, started preparing for the worst. Mm -hmm. 
because we just we didn't know like and so it was it was difficult to for about six months trying to figure out you know if something's if something's gonna happen am i gonna get a letter in the mail saying that i've been served like i don't know so you know we made sure that we had lawyers and stuff like that my dad said make sure to tell your friends to screenshot everything that she's posting and send it to you to make sure that you have its evidence that she's slandering your name and stuff like that and so with everything that was happening with that i went into a really dark place and um was it was i was just not okay you know i was thinking about killing myself like i was i was in a very dark hole that just seemed impossible to get out of Mm -hmm. um and at this point i was just like you know i'm so unhappy with everything that's going on in my life and i had a laptop that i got from graduation that i was just not doing anything with this you know playing minecraft every once in a while or playing an old game called loadout that's no longer available to play on steam like i i would just try to distract myself and one day i'm hanging out in my room i'm like you know i'm sad what what do i want to do and I've looked over into my closet and there sitting in its bright, beautiful glory is my banana suit. Like it was almost like, like, uh, like a light shine down from heaven to like put on this banana suit, like, like onto this banana suit. And I was just like, you know what? I think I'm going to put that on. And so what I did is I threw that on and I went on to Omegle. Oh, and God. I threw on a speaker with my phone on and I played the 10 hour version of peanut butter jelly time and for 10 straight hours danced and just made myself look like an idiot scrolling through hundreds of random hundreds and hundreds of people just making myself look ridiculous because it was that day that i found out that it's not it's not people in my life that make me happy it's making people happy is what makes me happy getting down and and gritty and 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 just being the the dumbest looking guy in the room doing things for shock value to make people smile make people laugh that is the day that i figured out that's what makes me happy i'm literally not gonna cry (laughs) so going through i i would do it every day every day i would go through a megal and just wear this banana suit and just be weird. And I ended up meeting a YouTuber by the name of Ozealous on Omegle. He's a, he's a beatboxer. And he's done reaction videos on his channel. But because of that, because of, because of meeting him, I talked to him for like an hour and a half. And he was like, hey, man, I'm going to be I'm going to be doing this stream on Twitch where I meet my followers on omegle get the reactions i'd love to have you on and come hang out he's like i'm like dude absolutely what do i have to do and he so he outlined you know this is what you type in this is what we're going to be doing this is going to be the times that i'm on i'm like dude yeah i'll be there no problem so the night comes and i'm scrolling through people on omegle trying to meet him when he's on with somebody else i'm scrolling through his followers meeting them and i met a person on Twitch uh, by the name of the Asian Invasion Axe. 
his name is Tin. And Tin quickly became a very good friend. We talked and had a lot of fun. And after that stream was over, there was actually a group of people that was, uh, he like, we found each other on Omegle again. He was like, hey man, I saw you on the stream. You're really cool. There's a bunch of us that are going to be in a Skype group if you want to come hang out. Ozellus is going to be there for a little bit too if you want to come chill. And so there was like 15 of us in the Skype call. This was before Discord was really a thing, mm -hmm. right? So there was like 15 of us in this Skype call and we're all hanging out, having a blast. Ozellus goes to bed and we all just kind of hang out. And that was the start of when I found my internet community was because mm -hmm. of my friend my friend tin and this this small group of people we we call it the ohana our skype group name is actually we still have the group on skype it's called the ohana we don't use it mm -hmm. because skype is a dead platform for social media and for communicating with people the only time i use it is to talk to my fiance <laughs> <laughs> um but through him I, I met this whole community of people and developed friendships and you know we would do we would before raiding was a thing on twitch we would go through and we'd be like all right there's 15 of us let's find a random streamer and let's just go raid their stream like all right oh cool God. let's do it and so we'd go in and we'd do this raid and and you know tin has created a very success successful twitch community off of this mm -hmm. um and and he's now he's you know an established streamer he's not partnered or anything but he's still fun to watch he's very engaging he's one of my i would he's one of my favorite twitch streamers to watch because he's just good at it like it's very rarely do you find a i wouldn't say low level he's got you know he's got a couple he's got a couple thousand followers um but it's it's very rare to find those people who are so small and so engaging in their community and who actually are know what the fuck they're doing yeah like there's a lot of friends that I can't watch that, that 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 I follow on Twitch. I don't watch them because their streams aren't as engaging as engaging as I I'd like because I've been so privileged with with this community of people who have all become great streamers mm -hmm. and watching them. Um and but so I was I was in a very dark place and I found these people that I just needed in my life, you know. Um and the reason I'm the banana man is because I was fucking scrolling through Omegle in a banana suit and they dubbed me the banana man. I didn't even do I did it to myself, but I didn't even mean to do it. I was just trying to look dumb on the internet. And so I've created this persona that I just haven't gotten away from because that's how so many people know me. And if I were to try to rebrand myself to be anybody, anything else, nobody would be like, like people would be like, who the fuck are you? Like... <laughs> like and so it's just like it's sometimes it's it's stressful to wear the banana suit just because of everything it came from and mm. you know the the context behind it and and it, it's it's stressful yeah but i do it because it's who i am and it's what i've grown to be and that's just something i have to put in my mind it's just like you know i am the banana man it's been created for me i'm not getting away with from it there's there's nothing I can do about it, and I just do it because it's it's not it's it's not expected of me. Mm -hmm. 
but it's just something that's that people have just re it's something that's been become so recognizable. If I do a convention, go to a convention, and I don't want people to re recognize me immediately, I don't wear the banana suit. <laughs> because if if I'm not wearing the banana suit, people don't give me a second thought. I can go under the radar and be more of a, an observer. But the second I put that thing on, there's a confidence, a persona that comes with it and that's expected of people are going to come up to you, people are going to talk to you. And it's it's almost like being a cosplayer and having people just know you and like want to take pictures of you because it's really funny. Because I wear that banana suit when I go to conventions, people just come up to me and take pictures with me. Don't know who I am. That's why I carry business cards on me. <laughs> um, but yeah, for my first like three conventions, people like just – I was the only guy in a banana suit. People would just come up to me, but like, "Oh, you're the you're the banana man." It's like, yeah, that's my handle, and oh my god, let me see. And so I've 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 create I I've, I got the I created this persona and was dubbed on it. And there's just nothing I can do to get away from it, even if I wanted to. And sometimes it's daunting, sometimes it's stressful, but I just put it in the back of my mind, and I just I'm me, you know. Yeah. I don't I don't think I act any different when I'm in the banana suit. But it gives me a certain confidence level to take who I am and the weird to the next level. Okay, I understand. Yeah, and that's the story of how I became the Banana Man. I was in a very dark place, and people found me and pulled me out of it. Now, uh, if this is, like, one of the harder things to talk about, you absolutely don't have to. But um, it's one of the things that's going to weigh on my mind if I don't ask. Absolutely. So when it came to the accusations of rape, obviously, like, it was not a healthy relationship that you were in. She was um, not being an honest person in the situation either. But what exactly led her to make that ac accusation? Do you know, like, what happened or why she felt that she had to say something like that? I'd like to think I do. Obviously, people think differently, right? Mm -hmm. it, pe different people think different ways. She was she was shady. She was the type of person she would go in, she would be a part of a group of people for a couple of years, do something super shady, super fucked up, and disappear from that group and continue to do it again. And this, this is not me trying to slander her name or anything. That's the reason yeah. I won't say her name. Yeah. I just, I, I, I pride myself on my integrity. Yeah. So, you know, she was she's the type of person that after her and I broke up, I found out that this group of friends that we were a part of, she started doing shady things with them. And they were like, yeah, no, fuck you. You're done. Like, we don't want to hang out with you anymore because she just did shady things. So it's just like I caught her in a web of lies. I caught her cheating on me and she was upset about that. She was upset that I took everything as well as I did, even though I tried to save the relationship. But, you know, she left my house. I packed all of her stuff up and I, I went out, bought boxes, packed her stuff up nice. I, you know, got it ready for everything to be moved out. And her parents came and moved out her stuff while I was at work. You know, I was very like, after the fact, understanding, like, you know we're done this is over it's you know we've both been emotionally detached because we can't have a conversation for so long that i was just i was ready i guess and so i i let i let it go as fast as i could because there was no way i was going to even as dark in as in a, as dark of a place as i was if i hadn't let it go there's no way i was going to get past it you know mm -hmm. 
And so literally after the fact, like nothing came of it. Like, and after the fact, I ended up changing the hookah lounge I went to, started going to a new hookah lounge. And on one of the posts that she had made about a relationship, there was this guy, he commented, like, she was like, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm done being, I, I'm done being stressed and blah, blah, blah. And so one of this guy who I knew from high school commented on it, like, I'll fucking kill him. And I looked to myself and I was like, bet, like, <laughs> try. And so I was hanging out at my, one of my hookah lounges or my hookah, my new hookah lounge. And I was hanging out there with my boys. And before I went, I had saw on one of my other, so one of my other exes just so happened to know her from high school. Like I started dating this girl after this, this terrible relationship briefly after. Um, and this girl so just so happened to know my ex from high school. That relationship didn't work out because my ex was messaging this girl on Snapchat. Like, oh, that guy that was on your Snapchat, he did this, 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 and this to me. And this girl who I had started dating, she was like, yeah, I believe her. I was like, okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. And that's going to impact our relationship. And literally mm -hmm. this conversation happened on a drive home from the county fair, <laughs> which is a 45 minute drive to where I live. Yeah. Um, it happened at the beginning of the drive, so the rest of the drive was really awkward. Um, I was like, you believe her? Yeah. Okay, well, I guess this relationship isn't going to work out. We were still, we ended up dating for two weeks after that. <gasps> because this, this girl was psycho crazy. Like, psycho crazy. Um, you know, you could have left by yourself, right? <laughs> I could have. I totally could have. I'm not great at doing that. <laughs> Clearly. I tried to say I tried to save a relationship with a girl who cheated on me and accused me of rape. So, yeah, kind of dumb, a little bit. <laughs> um, but so, uh, the the I gotta tell you a story about the girl afterwards too. That was that put me in a world of pain too. But so, um, after this this uh, so so I broke up. We that girl and I ended up breaking up after a while. Um, and so I went ended up going to a hookah lounge with my buddies trying to get away from, you know, just I was like, you know what? I've spent a little much too, too much time on the Internet. I'm going to go hang out with my boys. And right before I left, I checked my Snapchat and I was still friends with this girl that I just previously broken up with mm -hmm. on Snapchat, looked at her Snapchat story. And she was hanging out with my ex and her current boyfriend at my hookah lounge. Not three minutes before I left my house. So what do I do? I go out anyways because I'm like, you know what? I'm going out with my boys. It's going to be great. I show up to the hookah lounge. I'm like, yo, there's some people here that I might have a problem with. And my boys go, say no more. We got your back. <laughs> no Aww. problem. I'm like, all right, sick. Like, <laughs> um, I get there. I make my round, say hi to a bunch of people. I pass their booth without even making eye contact because I know what booth they're in. Um, I just, I know because that's that one of the girls booths, that's just what her booth was. And I was like, don't even look at it. Went through, made my rounds, acted like they weren't there. Uh, go back up to my boys. We hung around the pool table because we played pool all night. Spent a lot of money on pool that year. Let me tell you, I spent hundreds of dollars in coins on pool. <laughs> Jeez. Cause we just played pool. Um, are you good at I'm, pool then? I'm all right. I'm I'm really good with angles. Like, okay. I'm I'm decent. I'm decently good at pool. I can't hustle anybody for money, but like, I got pretty good at pool. Um, hanging out with my boys, and 
both my ex-girlfriends and my my ex's current boyfriend walk up the stairs and keep in mind i'm five foot six i'm not exactly the tallest person in the world no my my ex who who this guy was dating was five 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 four five five right she was shorter than me this guy had to stand on his tippy toes to kiss her okay this guy walked up to me shouting being rowdy up to me and my boys me four dudes four big dudes <laughs> started being rowdy with me and he takes a swing at me and i respect the the, the places that I go to, they're not my places of business. I understand mm-hmm. how places of business work. You have a business to run, obviously. I was very cool with the owner. Like, I would mm. show up to the hookah lounge, put my debit card on the table, being like, I'm going into the back to pack my own hookah bowl. Oh, okay. Like, he was the homie. Mm-hmm. So this guy comes up the stairs, takes a swing at me, and I move the swing, grab his arm, and put him in a headlock. And I start holding him there, and the owner comes out, and he's like, hey, what the hell's going on? I go, he took a swing at me. He's like, take the fuck outside. Like, All right. In the headlock, drag him out of the room. Oh, goodness. We get outside. We exchange some blows. He ends up going down. The owner comes out. He's like, and so the girls had also been trying to fight me as well while I was fighting this guy. And the owner goes, you, you, and you, you three, you're bent. You can't come back. I was like, what about me? It's like, why would I ban you? You're here every night. I was like, all right, sick. Like, <laughs> Damn. And that's really the last I ever saw of those two girls or that guy. And mm-hmm. I was able to move past that in my life. So, you know, and that was, it was really emotionally damaging because that was more, that was about eight months after the, the big breakup and mm-hmm. a couple weeks after the other breakup. The other breakup with the second girl happened at my first convention. <laughs> so I, I had established this friend group of friends on the internet, and they were like, hey, man, we're going to VidCon in Anaheim. You should come too. I was like, I bet. Like, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, let's do it. So I ended up, I, I got my hotel, and I ended up going to Ana, uh, VidCon 2015. Okay. Um, where I met my internet friends in person for the first time, and I realized that how that how internet connections work. I fully understood the scope of it when I met them for the first time. Um, leading up to this convention, though, I was still dating this girl who I got in with a fight on the way home from the fair. Oh, okay. So I was still dating her at the time, and I was really excited about you know going to VidCon and like hanging out with my internet friends and blah, blah, blah. And one day she goes, can you just stop talking about VidCon? And I'm sorry. Excuse me? <laughs> what? She goes, all you talk about is VidCon and your internet friends. I was like, first of all, that's not true. I talk about cars all the time. Her and I really connected on cars. Like mm-hmm. we were both car people. Um, she goes, yeah, well, I'm just tired of hearing about your internet friends and how excited you are to see them. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm not going to talk about it, but I'm still going. Okay, whatever. In retrospect, this was a very bad relationship because there were just certain things I couldn't say without her getting annoyed with me. And I'm just like, that's what? What do you mean? Like, yeah, if you can't be yourself, then it's not a yeah, relationship just, you should be in. Exactly. Um, and so I was like, fuck it. And I went to VidCon. And 
throughout the day she had been texting me and I had said texted a few things back and forth and she was like wow you've been really short with me today that's really annoying like I'm just like and I so I finally said I'm like dude I'm at VidCon like I'm having fun you don't want to hear about VidCon so yeah I'm gonna be short and I'm gonna try to enjoy this convention like yeah she, oh whatever so I ended up hanging out with my my internet friends at their hotel that night uh you know drinking having fun and I smoked cigarettes at the time um this was before I was able to kick cigarettes got on the vape and stuff like that so I was a heavy smoker um she didn't like that I didn't smoke cigarettes around her this was also before I turned 21 so I was drinking under the age um she didn't like that either whatever it's what I do on a normal basis like bitch we met at a hookah lounge we both smoke like yeah what do yeah. you mean <laughs> yeah um and so I at one point I turned off my phone this was this was day day it was after day zero it was day one I was hanging out with my friends going to party with them and I turned I, I turned off my phone for most of the day I turned it back on I'm like all right I'm gonna text her or, or, like, I turned it back on in the hotel room after I started drinking. Um, when I got there, one of my friends left because he was having relationship problems as well. And so I turned on my phone, and I got a Skype call because I was logged in Skype on my phone. I go, hey, guys, I got to go out real quick. I'm going to answer this call. So I step outside, open up a cigarette, light it, and answer this call. And so I start talking to her. We're having a conversation. She tell me I'm, she missed me, blah, blah, blah. And I take a drag of my cigarette. She goes, oh, my God, are you smoking? And I go, yeah, and I'm drunk, too. I just took five shots of Grey Goose when I showed up to catch up. She's like, ah, you know what? I don't know if I can be with somebody who smokes and drinks all the time. And I go, so are you breaking up with me? She goes, yeah, I guess I am. I'm like, cool. And I hung up, turned off my phone. To be fair... When I went to this convention and I met my friends for the first time, I said, hey, for all intents and purposes, guys, I'm single this weekend because I'm breaking up with her the second I get back. Like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. So she broke up with me over a Skype call. I'm like, cool, turn off my phone, right? Mm -hmm. Go throughout the night, drinking with my friends, stumble back to my hotel room later on, wake up the next morning. I shit you not to 100 missed calls, 50 voice messages, and close to 250 texts. Jesus. Let alone, let alone the 30 times she called me on Skype. So I'm like, well, all right. Well, so I text her. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Why did you blow up my phone? She's like, because I, I didn't want to end things. I don't want to end things like that and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yo, no, I'm done. Like, I'm done dealing. I'm done not being able to do the things I want to do and have fun and, and all this stuff. And for like... For a couple months afterwards, she would just message me like, I miss you and blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm just like, no, like, I'm done. Like, don't stop mm -hmm. talking to me. I'm done. I don't want to. I and At a point, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to date anybody. I'm over it. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done talking to you. I, I don't want to date anybody. No. Let me know when you want to start dating somebody and we'll see if we can work it out. I'm just like, no, like, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> you broke up with me. You're we're done. Like. Okay, bye. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a very interesting time. Damn. And that was that was in the, the by the time she finally stopped talking to me, it was right around October, November of 2015, mm -hmm. and December of 2015 is where I met my current partner. Oh, 
And then you said that she's the one who kind of really put things into perspective for you. So how was how did that relationship like happen? Because I um for I know this, but for our audience, she's an international uh, long distance relationship, right? Correct. Yeah. So that's interesting in itself. So first question, how did you meet? Second question, how did she change you? And third question, how do you maintain your relationship and considering you guys are engaged? Correct. Um, so how did we meet? So through the my internet community friends, when we would go through rating people, mm-hmm. I met a streamer by the name of WT Poop Danny. Okay. <laughs> she's a wonderful person. She's actually changed her name from What the Poop Danny to Crafty Danny. She's does. Uh, she's starting to do more craft streams and oh, she's cool. very creative. So she makes like scrunchies and, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, so through the as through this, I met the streamer and I started being in her chat more often and talking to her. And one day I'm listening to her stream while I'm at working at the airport. Mm-hmm. And so I'm literally vacuuming a plane with my headphones in, just listen to her stream. And she starts talking about Balboa Park. For those of you who don't know what Balboa Park is, it's a local par- a local large park in San Diego that has uh, a lot of museums and stuff like that. So I'm like, hey, I know that park. Hey, are you in San Diego? She goes, yeah. I'm like, cool. I'm local too. I'll see you at Balboa Park. She's like, that's awesome. So her and I met, uh, go up and meeting at Balboa Park on December 16th, 2015. And before that, we had we had do like late night raid calls. Raid call is was like team speak, it was a voice chat as well mm-hmm. where you would just go in and so but raid call got taken back over at like the the Russian server, like something it was a Russian based program. And so all the servers were based in Russia and eventually we just stopped doing raid call because it wasn't a viable platform like we couldn't we could no longer communicate so i'm hanging out with her at the park on december 6th and i go yo what happened to raid call and she goes oh she explained to me the situation she goes but we're using this new platform called discord and i'm like what's discord and she's like oh it's just another you know uh voice chat program it's like team speak but it's a lot more fluid so she's like join the discord and come hang out with us and i'm like yeah absolutely so i joined the discord at let me let me verify because there's a channel i can i can verify it in um real quick okay uh where's this discord oh my god uh now now discord's so oversaturated we're all in a billion jillion servers at once well i have i have had to delete discords because i've hit my cap of discord several times there's a cap there's a cap yeah a hundred a hundred channels good god uh, is uh the max so i get home from doing whatever i was doing that night uh and at 4 40 in the morning i read sorry i met my friend december 5th 2015 because i went home that night got up downloaded discord got on it and created my account at 4 40 o'clock 4 40 a.m december 6 2015 when i joined the chat I heard the most amazing voice I've ever heard come out of this woman. And I'm like, who is that? And that's like, oh, that's White Rabbit. And I'm like, who's White Rabbit? I've never seen her before. (laughs) (laughs) And so we met the morning of December 6, 2015. And I asked her to be my girlfriend December 14th of 2015. Wow, you move fast. 
Um, and we've been together ever since. Aww. Like we've we've been able to maintain this relationship. Um, the, going moving on to your second question fluidly. Um, I was a terrible person because part of what I was doing on Omegle is when I would meet very attractive women, I would go on and I'd be like, make my moves like, hey, let me see boobs. <laughs> oh, That's, no. Because I figure, I figure, right? I meet these girls on Omegle. I see them naked. I get my rocks off and I'm done. And I never talk to them again. Mm-hmm. That's just what I was doing on a regular basis. Dick. Terrible. Horrible thing. <laughs> yeah, please don't shit. do that. Piece of shit. Terrible person. To anyone who's listening, don't do that. Don't do that. Just, just <laughs> don't be a piece of shit. It's not that hard to be a good person. Trust me. If I can do it, you can too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I meet this girl. I'm like, and I like look up her Instagram and I swear to God, the most shallow thing that's ever come out of my mouth. And I have told her this. she knows this. Oh, God. The worst thing I ever said when I looked at her Instagram was, oh, thank God, she's not fat. Those are the wor- physical words that came out of my mouth. And I regret it every day since because that is a terrible, per- terrible way to think, terrible thing to say. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. And especially because at that point you liked her, right? I, I, so at that point, you know, I met her, I saw that she was attractive. I'm like, cool, I'm trying to see your boobs. Like, that's Mm. what I did. Oh, like you were following the same course. I was following, following the same path that I just knew so well. Mm -hmm. I, I, there was just, it, it was, it was almost scripted. I would follow beat by beat things that I would say do to get these girls naked. Like, so. I, you know, get her into a Skype call following my beats like I normally do, get her interested, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, all right, I've dealt with this before. I'll wear her down. Like, mm-hmm. and so we Skyped every night for hours and hours and hours while I was trying to see her naked. And at some point, I actually started to develop feelings for this girl and ended up falling in love with her. In the in the worst way possible, I fell in love with the girl because all I was trying to do is see her naked. But there's so much amazing about her mm-hmm. that I just I couldn't. I, eventually, I started respecting her and and being like, all right, I'm not gonna ask to see her naked and and all this stuff and and so I just I ended up just changing who I was to uh, uh, like and and talking to her and having a conversation with her and being like, she's like, yeah, this is not okay. This is not okay. And this is not okay. I was like. Hey, you're right. That's not okay. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry I was doing that. And and that rolls into the third part of the, the third question you have is how do we maintain it? The best way to maintain a long distance relationship in any relationship really is good communication. I would mm-hmm. not be in this relationship. And this is why my other relationships had failed is because we could not communicate. We would talk. But they were the, the 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 substance was there, but nothing was taken in, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's communicating and understanding your partner, and if you can't do that, there's your relationship is bound to fail. And you know, it's if you if you don't, and, and I look at some of my friends, some of my friends look at a relationship, and I look at them and how they are as a person, how their partner is as a person, 
Because if you've ever met me or my fiance, we are very fundamentally different people. We're from very different countries. Our values are very different. We have a lot of we have a lot of things that we do agree on and have in common. But there is no reason our relationship should work mm-hmm. at all <laughs> with the type of person I am, with the type of person she is, where I came from, where she came from. There are no way we should work. Mm-hmm. But because we have an open line of communication and we understand how each other work and, and, and you know, there's a picture I took yesterday that I thought was hilarious. She did not think that picture was as funny as I did. Let me tell you. She did not think that picture was as funny. And I was just like, I was disappointed that she didn't think it was funny. Because I thought it was fucking hilarious. Like, we're very different type of people. We both have a very dark sense of humor. And we can both, like, you know. she Her humor has gotten darker and more adaptive to mine as well. And, you know. I used to not give a shit about dog pictures, and now I'm just like, oh, look at the puppy. Like, I will start sending you dog pictures because I love dog pictures. <laughs> like, whenever a dog comes into work, and I'm just like, can I pet your dog? Like, Aww. like I was not like that before. Mm. And so we've we've both fundamentally changed as people, but not we haven't changed for each other. We have developed as people mm-hmm. together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't know us outside of being together. There's very few people who on the internet who know me before I was with her. Mm-hmm. But that that's a very small group of people. Um, so it's just like my my friends who I I started the original Ohana group with. They were just like, dude, you have absolutely changed. But every single one of us thinks it's for the better. Once you started dating her, you have become this this more well-rounded and thoughtful person you're not so much in your own head like i i've at like because she's changed me and because i've learned how to grow as a person like in the last four years like if you had met me at the beginning of 2015 you would have hated the person i was fundamentally like fundamentally i was just completely different person my values were different mm-hmm. you know the 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 way i saw the world was different the way i acted in the world was completely different four years ago than it is now like yeah. i'm coming up on on five years of knowing like in february it's going to be five years of knowing my group of friends on the internet mm-hmm. like so it's just like five years ago fundamentally i'm a completely different person and it's funny that I'm talking about this group of people. The tin, the Asian invasion, just liked one of my tweets Aww. as I'm talking about it. <laughs> um, and so it's just like, I, I don't regret who I've been. There's a, another song by Reliant K is "Who I Am Hates Who I've Been." I love that song, and I absolutely love that song because I don't regret anything I've ever done because it's put me on the path to where I am now. Mm-hmm. It's it put me on a path to grow as a person. So, do I hate who I was? Absolutely. Do I regret being that person? I I regret some of the things I've done, but not the lessons I've learned from it. Mm-hmm. And anytime people come to me for advice, it's just like, you know, we make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. No matter if if you cheat on somebody, you made a mistake. 
It's not an accident. You made a mistake, but going along in your future, you will learn from that mistake. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's just like I, I a couple of my friends recently were having problems and, and I was able to talk to them and, and they both learned a lot about their relationship and just why it didn't work because I was able to tell them from experience, like, you know, things happen. You have to accept those things. Not everything's going to be forever and you need to move on from that and just take those experiences and learn from them or else you're never never going to be able to move on from anything yeah you know if i had stuck in my ways there's i wouldn't have learned anything from my relationships and i would just be stuck in a darker hole than i'm in yeah and i think that's probably like the biggest takeaway from all of this is being able to learn from your mistakes and um i think that you've had one of like for lack of a better term one of the best glow-ups i've ever heard of (laughs) because i mean to be able to go from like a total dickhead to like who you are today i would have never thought about like you as the way you're describing yourself from 2015 to when i first met you so um i think that there's a lot that you can offer to people and i really want to thank you for being vulnerable and telling us all your story yeah and you know the, the the day you met me there was a lot going on obviously and i i saw and what was going on and and i it wasn't that day that i realized this but it made me think about it you know it used to be me just trying to make people happy me making people happy was what made me happy mm-hmm. and that it it was it was a great way to think at the time but now it's it's helping people that makes me happy versus mm-hmm. just making them happy for a few minutes it's it's helping them develop as people and learn from my mistakes you know yeah it, it's it's helped a lot i've i'd like to think i've helped a lot of my friends from dark places just because i have the experience at 25 years old to be able to talk to these people and be like look it gets better like things are dark now but six months six months to a year down the line you're going to be looking back on this and being like you know i really learned a lot from that and so you know my 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 current partner and i we've absolutely had our ups and downs and we were actually close to breaking up one time while I was visiting her in her country on one of our anniversaries. Oh wow. And I still had two I still had two weeks left in that country. Like Oh no. <laughs> but we were able to talk through it and 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 be able to both grow as people from that that time and I just it's as cliche as it sounds, it does get better. Yeah. Find find your outlet, find the right people to talk to. Like when you texted me the other day telling mm-hmm. me about your problems, I was like, let me know if you need anything because I'm here to help you and be vulnerable. Like, and so I don't want to be any, I don't, I don't expect to be anybody's therapist. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think, especially with a lot of these bigger streamers as their community messaging them to, to, oh, yeah. you know, have, have the streamer try to be their therapist. It's just like, I've got my own shit going on. If you need help, I'll be able to offer you help, but if I'm overwhelmed at the time, I'm going to let you know I cannot help you right now. I've got my own shit, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, is something I, I've come to realize living on the internet. It's just like 
yes, you can go to those people who have problems, but understand when they tell you to stop, you need to stop. Yes. Because that's how my my fiance, her community was for a while. They were always messaging her and trying to depend on her and have her be her out their, their outlook and and try to try to put everything on her. And one day I was just like, dude, you've got too much going on. Yeah. You can't keep being these people's therapist. No. Like you just can't. Like I love you, but it's putting so much stress on you, and and you need to think about how that's affecting you and. And I, I try to never give people the answer, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever people are like, what should I do? I never give them an answer. Because that's, that's at the end of the day, that's it's not my place to give you that answer. It's for me to put both sides into perspective for you and let you make the decision. Because at the end of the day, the most important person is you. Absolutely. And so it's just that's why that's I've come to think, you know, don't put yourself on a pedestal, but make sure you take care of yourself. Yeah. Is what I've come to down to think of the way I think is just that's how I think. No, I love that, which is hilarious because that's how I typically like to end these podcasts is I ask like what advice would you give but you just gave us like (laughs) four like really good pieces of advice so just to reiterate it's learn from your mistakes it's know your like value yourself to and respect yourself but like don't like be um like have humility as well obviously and just like talk to the right people and know when it's like i'm trying to figure out how to how i want to say this but in the realm of working on the internet and living on the internet and being friends with people on the internet like know the limits of the other people don't put your happiness in someone else's hands absolutely so love that um thank you so so much for doing this with me this is this was amazing. I personally learned a lot and I know a couple people in my personal life that definitely need to hear what everything that you said, like to a T, like it's actually insane. Like as you were saying things, I was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, this this whole time. So um, I definitely, definitely made a great friend and I'm very happy that you reached out to be on this podcast. Of course. And like I like I said to you over text, if there's anything you need, and I hope this puts it more into perspective for you now, I I know by listening to your last podcast that your mother is your rock, mm-hmm. and I respect the shit out of that because my mom is too. Like I get that. Like yeah, I don't. I also don't have a great great relationship with my dad, um, and it listening to your podcast put my life into perspective a little bit. Like listening to 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 you talk put me into a little perspective and understanding where i'm at with my parents um but i get that my mother's my rock but if you ever need anything that you don't feel like your mother you can talk to your mother about like i got you dude message me thanks i'm like trying like to hold back a couple tears i swear like oh my god (laughs) um so uh i guess this will be the end of this episode um as always i really hope that hearing a real person's story it's not like Uh, either one of us is quote-unquote famous by any means and we're not well known but it's all about connecting with real people who understand 
life in general it's not easy but it does as we both have always said it gets better as cliche as it is it's very true and so I hope that Tyler's story was able to connect with someone out there and if it did please feel free to reach out to either one of us um, and let us know because obviously it's hard to be vulnerable and so um, getting recognition for being vulnerable and knowing that it does help somebody it makes it kind of just makes a full circle and helps us all be better people and makes the world a little bit more tolerable and a lot less insufferable <laughs> so um next week we will be interviewing with a news broadcaster or she's a news producer sorry news producer um she has a very interesting life story as well and i can't wait for you guys to hear everything that she has to say as well and uh yeah we will be back next monday which is the february february 11th february 11th so yes have a wonderful wonderful rest of your time on this planet because we all have to do it anyways right <laughs> did you say monday or tuesday monday shit february 10th, february 10th. i can read a calendar i swear to god it's you fine. You have to leave that in. You have oh, to leave that I'm in. leaving it in. <laughs> it's it's staying in. Every... <sighs> Guys, get sleep. Get some sleep. That's my <laughs> advice. Get some sleep. Take care of yourself. Don't try to live an entire week on caffeine. It's not fun. But that's my, my body is fueled off of coffee and nicotine. So, and. That, don't that's... do that it's really not good for you that's another piece of advice don't do that it's not good and that's where we'll end this video <laughs> <laughs>